Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grant, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Hi, guys. My name is Nikki Papayuenu, and this is Superstar PR. I'm CEO and founder of a Toronto boutique PR agency called Nikki Inc. And wow, do I have a great guest lined up for you today because my promise was always to help our listeners get a sneak peek at the world of entertainment from really all of its angles. So he is currently a comedy writer, a hip hop entertainer, and a casting director who owns the very popular and busy man casting studio in Toronto. Our guest is an all around asset to our Toronto entertainment industry and, you know, a pretty decent human being. So without further ado, please welcome Stephen Mann of Mann Casting. Stephen, how are you? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Nikki. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, Stephen, I should tell the listeners how I came to meet you because I was a newbie in my office. I had seen a few crowds come in and out of your office and I saw some people pacing. And, you know, naturally I wanted to coach them and hug them and be like, you're okay. <laughs> but then I just asked somebody like what they were doing because they were really like, and everybody looked great. And I was like, that's just like an interesting place they're walking into. For the world out there who has no idea what a casting director does, just give it to us. What does a casting director do? Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, what does a casting director do? Well, essentially, I, 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 select, I help select talent for TV commercials. I work as a liaison between agents and directors and producers and advertising agencies. Basically, somebody will call me, whether it's a production company or an advertising agency, and ask me if I'm available to do the job. I read all uh, their materials from their creative deck. So there'll be a script, there'll be casting specs. They'll tell me what the usage of the spot is, if it's uh, airing on TV or internet or where it's airing. Um, read the director's treatment. And, uh, and, then, and then I type up a breakdown that I send to them to make sure that it's correct, that I'm getting all the right sort of, um, uh, details. And then I send it out to the agents. Uh, I also use social media a lot to try to find new faces. And I essentially take, let's say, you know, 500 people and whittle it down to a smaller number so that I can present to client. We, we run a casting session and every session is different. We'll get on the phone with the director and we'll say, what is your vision? How do you, you know, how would you like to see the talent perform the script? And they uh, give us some notes and then we do the casting session. And then once we're through, we, uh, we upload it online for the client and for the director and the agency creatives and they view it, and then you know they usually send us uh, their selects, the people that they liked. Perhaps something is changing. Maybe they want a little bit more ethnicity. Maybe they want to go a little bit older on a certain spec. Uh, and then they we do callbacks, and then hopefully at the end of that we book the talent and uh, and on to the next one. That sounds so cool. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the whole process I guess makes sense to me now when I see some perfect looking people walking in and out. It's just everybody at their best. It's awesome. Well, you know, let me just say something, though. It's funny. I mean, we do, we do have a ton of traffic here, but it's actually, it's not really just the, the perfect people. I've always found that the people, and I use this phrase a lot, that are memorably forgettable are the ones that really book a lot of commercials. Because when you watch TV commercials, they're not glamorous. They're just like regular people. They need to be consumer identifiable, right? So the, the consumer needs to look at people and sort of relate in some form or fashion. Uh, and obviously enjoy the, the creative or, or the spot, but it's not always just like 
the good looking people like like us, right? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. All right. Well timed, Stephen. Well timed. So no, that's a good point. So memorably forgettable, um, a face that people can relate to. I'm going to look at commercials a little differently now. Well, totally. And, and I always tell actors because you know it's funny. Everybody is sort of like an actor now. There are so many people that want to do this. And I always say, if it's not fun, don't do it, you know, because it's very hard, I think, to make a living exclusively as an actor. There's not a lot of people that do so. So it really is, it's sort of like an extracurricular activity that you do have to take professionally, but you have to enjoy it. And there's a lot of rejection involved. And I always tell actors to look at the commercials, like look at what's out there. And, and you know, and it, it's, yeah, it, it, yeah, we're talking volume. Like I could have anywhere between 500 to 2,000 people in and out of my office on any given week. Wow. And I've seen that. Like, that's true. Mm. And for you, I guess, um, do you ever disagree with the decisions that people are making about talent? How do you deal with that? Well, I I keep my mouth shut. (laughs) One thing about this industry, and probably much like all other industries, it's a very relationship-driven business. So there are directors that I've worked with for 15 years. And let's say they send a callback list and I'll say, you know, I think you missed this person. This person, maybe they had a bad day or it was a shitty audition, but this person is very talented. I think we should call them back. Or there are other directors where we have the selects after the session, after the recall, and we're reviewing the talent. And a lot of people will ask myself or, or Sarah, uh, Sarah Sheps, um, our opinion, uh, what we think of this uh, specific performer. So it's really relationship driven. And there are some clients that are from maybe, you know, out of town or from the States that, you know, you just have to feel it out. Sometimes, you know, we just we just be quiet and we let them do their thing. And, and sometimes we, we're more in- interactive and involved. Every job is different. You know what? That's kind of good insight because um, I, I talk a lot in my podcast about the power of relatability and understanding your audience. And whether it's with journalists or whether it's with directors, you know, it pays to read your audience. That's good. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, shit, you have to know what you're walking into you got to get a feel for the room like sometimes I love to make silly jokes and there's certain clients where I'll walk in there until I get a vibe from them I'm just I'm just quiet and very very polite and then there's some people that I've worked with for years where they come in and I'm taking chances I'm just I'm throwing material out there it may not even work but you have to you have to know your audience 100% totally so I guess my question for you is who are some of your biggest clients and projects who stands out to you as somebody you've worked with for a long time you know, every project is really different. I've done so many commercials. I'd say in my career, I've done well over uh, 2,000 commercials. I've done spots that have won Gold Lion. I've had spots that have won Bessie Awards. I've had, I've done Super Bowl ads. You've done Super Bowl ads? You know, a commercial that was, you know, uh, the creative was, was developed here in Toronto and, and written and directed, and, and they just aired during the Super Bowl, some really crazy spots. There's not one project that stands out. I mean, there are certain ones that are a lot more powerful. A lot of times when we do some PSAs. What are PSAs? Uh, public service announcements. Oh, okay. So I remember about, I don't know, it was probably about seven years ago, we were doing a PSA to help bring awareness to eating disorders. And the client had wanted me to actually find some girls that had an eating disorder. And in the casting, I remember we had a mirror set up and we were shooting over their shoulder into the mirror and we just wanted them, these girls, it was very quiet. And we, the whole thing was, we just wanted them to look at themselves. And it got really heavy. And there was a lot of tears. Stuff like that is, is really fulfilling. And, and it's amazing. Um, and then you've got like, you know, the Walmart spots. I mean, we do so many different ads. And everyone is different. 
Um, but we love them. We, we really enjoy it. And as far as the biggest projects, I mean, there are certain directors that I really vibe with that are, you know, that I'm friends with outside of the profession. And there are certain directors that we keep at business. And that's totally cool as well. Who are some of the Canadian directors that you would say we should all be watching out for? There's so many. And well, here's the thing. Like, remember, I, I, I work in the commercial world. I think a lot of these directors, some of them have aspirations to move on to film. Some of these guys or gals, uh, you know, they, they, they do their own films and, and sort of side projects on the side. It's hard for me to just sort of say who to look out for um, because I also don't want to miss anybody. There, this city is, is just saturated with talent. There are so many talented directors, male and female, young cats that are coming up and even old veterans that have been in the game a long time that still haven't lost it. Wow. Okay. I mean, and I think it's really cool that we have like Pinnacle Studios two minutes from our office. Wow. I got lost one day and I saw that and I was like, oh, sidebar. Okay. Note to self. I'm going to look that up. But now let me ask you a day in your life. What's that like? Day in my life. It's kind of like a a spinning top, to be honest. Every day is different. The hours are, are very, very long in casting. Things have changed over the years. Everything needs to be done immediately. Everything is time sensitive. You know, we're on our email 24 hours a day. There are times in the middle of the night where I'll go to the washroom and I'll hit send receive. And all of a sudden I've got like time sensitive emails after 11 o'clock and you just have to deal with it. Now, thank God I've got an incredible team here at Man Casting. Um, my assistant or my partner, Sarah Sheps, she's my associate actually. She's incredible. I've got great staff that are always have my back, that care about what we do. But um, a day in the life, it, it's tough. And I'm finding it a little bit more difficult now, now that I've, I've recently become a single father, you know, balancing having to leave and pick up my son And, you know, it's weird, but everybody seems to have my back. So I'm very, very lucky. You know, I'm, I'm in a service industry, right? I mean, I'm, I'm providing a service to clients. I want them to be happy. If they're not happy, I wear it. It upsets me. And then there are certain things that I can't control. And that's why I have such respect for actors because when they come in here, I need them to feel comfortable and I need them to do a good job because if they don't, then I wear it. So if we wrap a session and we saw incredible actors and for whatever reason, the director or the creatives aren't feeling anybody and they look at me, they're like, we don't like anybody. I'm just like, okay, like what do I do now? Yeah. Like what do I do? We do whatever they ask us to do and we do it really, really fast. You know, one thing I've learned and it's, I don't want to sound too negative, but you know, a lot of people remember the things you did wrong rather than the things you did right. And that, that goes for just about every industry, unfortunately. And I, I really believe, especially with my staff, of uh, giving props when they do something right. And they do a lot of right. And uh, I'm very, very fortunate to have them. It's a really good point you made, Stephen. Um, I was in a career once where I was celebrated for all of my home runs, but then a few mistakes and I was no longer the person they remembered. And, you know, looking back, none of that feels anything but like a lesson in understanding your value is not determined by moments. With mistakes come wisdom and knowledge, right? If you don't make mistakes, how are you supposed to learn? You know, if my staff makes a mistake here, I don't get angry. And even if it's like a huge mistake, like what's the point? You know, if somebody comes to me and they're genuinely, they're they're sorry and they made a mistake, like whatever, what are you going to do? Like, let's not panic. Let's not get angry. Let's let's fix it and and address it. And uh, and that way it usually doesn't happen again. Oh, wow. What a good point. It's true. If you over berate people for a mistake, you can't destroy someone because we're all human and we all make them. It's kind of like we have to have each other's back. You know what? I found that when you own your own business and you have people that are working for you, if you don't genuinely appreciate them and validate them and take care of them, how the hell are you expecting them to go to war for you? It, it, they just won't. If you're working with me, you need to be happy. 
you need to be appreciated. I, I'm very, I'm very gracious with my staff. I'm generous with my staff. I thank them because again, man casting is not just Stephen Mann. Man casting is Stephen Mann and his whole team. Mm. So I couldn't do it without them. So I, I put a tremendous premium on the people that I have working here, and I have, uh, I have great taste in humans. I'll say. I like that. You have, I have great taste in humans. I think I do too, Stephen. <laughs> Everybody that's that's come through here don't have a lot of turnover, but everybody that I've had here uh, has just been phenomenal. That's awesome. So I mean, like everybody needs a Sarah. I have a Jen and I don't know. A lot just doesn't happen if Jen's not around. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> we need Jen around. I know. Well, sometimes it becomes a crutch, right? Like sometimes you lean on them a little bit too much and you realize that, oh yeah, they're a human being too. And yes. I need to step it up. And, and, and I've, been, I've been doing a lot of more of that recently. Um, my girl, Sarah is, is an incredible, talented, bright, uh, she's, she's a mom too. She has a, you know, a, a two-year-old son. Uh, her husband works with us too, Dan. He's a wonderful actor. Yeah. It's, you know, you just can't get too complacent because when some, somebody makes things so easy, you can't rely on it because you gotta, they're, they're people too, you know? It's so true. We joke that my Jen is our Apple technician. And I think um, I I don't call Apple Tech anymore. I call Jen, and <laughs> Jen's eventually going to say, "Stop, learn your Apple product." One thing I love about Sarah Chefs is I can go to any single restaurant in the city, in any any part of the world, and Sarah knows exactly what to order for me because I'm a bit of a picky eater. Sarah will order exact; she will know exactly what I want. Come on, we've been together eight years. Sarah's in my office now, working like she always does. Hey, what's up, world? Hi, Sarah. Maybe we can ask Sarah Sheps something. A little question. Okay, Sarah, I barely know what I'm going to eat every day. How do you know what Steve's going to eat every day? How do you do it? Yeah. So honestly, like if I if I were to ever meet a woman that knew me and, and, and understood me like Sarah Sheps, things would be pretty good. Wow. Wow. I know exactly what talent he's going to pick. He and I have different tastes in some people, but I, I always know exactly who he'll pick, blah, yeah. blah, blah. We know pretty much everything. Yeah, we, we're, we're a pretty solid team. We, we, we're very different individuals, but we have a really good chemistry. And uh, as I've said, uh, there's nobody I respect more than Sarah Shep. Guys, can I be a fly on the wall one day when you guys are picking talent? Because this is like such an interesting world to me. Oh yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's, yeah. You, I mean, if you ever want to just hang out with us, I mean, we, we try to have fun. There's always music playing. We always like, honestly, I always say if, if you're not having fun, it's just work, right? Yes. No, we got to make it fun. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Steve, if you were starting all over again, you know, you're, you've gained some wisdom over the years. What would you tell yourself getting into this career choice? Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't see this career choice coming. I, I, it's not like I grew up as a young man saying, oh, I want to be a casting director. This is exactly what I want to do. No, I mean, I, there are a lot of, like everybody, you know, there's a lot of U-turns and forks in the road and you just got to roll with the punches. And I've probably told the story many times. I was, um, I started working in radio. I was writing comedy. I started writing for TV. I started developing and pitching TV shows. And then I started working for my mom, who was a casting director and still is. And she's phenomenal, Gloria Mann. And it was just something that was just kind of paying the bills as far as my rent. And I, I really didn't foresee myself doing this full time. And then there's just different circumstances. I was getting older and I kind of realized that, you know, I wasn't really happy being as broke as I was. And I know that that's a big stress for a lot of performers because I would say a lot of people in this industry on the camera side, as far as talent and comedians, their T4s don't match their talent. You know, they're just, they're super talented, but they're just really struggling to make a living. Everybody needs a break. And I also tell people to keep all your options open. Like, my dream gig when I was a kid, what I wanted to do is I either wanted to be the next Howard Stern or I wanted to write sketch for SNL. Well, that, that didn't happen, but 
you know, I did fall to this and I learned to really enjoy it. And I always say this as well. Like, I like what I do. I love who I do it with. So it's become a really good career. I'm very blessed to be successful and be able to provide for my family. And uh, I have no regrets. Um, I wish I would have gotten my shit together a little earlier. But uh, but other than that, I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? Totally. And I think the detours are like the life lessons that we can't avoid. Right. We're not on. And with no express highway here, right? We all have to make those mistakes, do the detours. Um, do you have like a mental motto, something that you say to yourself to keep yourself focused and positive? Uh, a mental motto? No, I try to avoid looking at myself in a tank top. That kind of screws me up a bit. Uh, Sarah, is, what, is there a motto? Do we have a motto? Uh, we got this, we got this. Yeah, Sarah Sarah always pumps me. We got this. Because I come in some days and I'm just completely broken and Sarah's like, we got this. Got this. I love it. Sometimes we say, is it too early for a beer? Yeah, I've got a motto. Sometimes like, you know, I'll say to Sarah, you know, should we have a glass of wine? And she'll be like, well, Stephen, it's 10 a.m. I'm like, oh yeah, right. You're right. And then I'll, and I'll say, we got this. I like it. We got this. That's a good one. Wow. Okay. So now let me ask you about the hip hop and the writing, what do you, what, on your downtime right now, a day in your life, like, what do you do to keep it fun for you? Oh, I, I, you know, I, I been, I'm just kind of finding my legs right now. Like things have been kind of crazy. Um, I'm, I'm a hip hop junkie. I'm a music fanatic. Um, I work with a, a record label called Culvert and they're an incredible uh, team. Um, Phil Linton and Albert Garka. And we've uh, invested in some artists. I purchased the master's of my favorite Canadian hip hop album, which was Socrates, the underground tapes. Come on. That's cool. It was awesome. And I, I've worked a lot with Socrates and, uh, and Jacques Claire and uh, I released the album. It had never been released digitally. And we got some rappers on there to do some uh, uh, verses for remixes. And uh, I had my own uh, line of shoes uh, that were hip hop flavored, but that was a little bit of a train wreck. And, uh, and, and we're working, we have an artist coming out uh, probably in the next month or two, super talented cat by the name of Dutch. He's so talented. We've been working with him for three years. Uh, Calvert and myself have invested heavily into him, and we think he's going to be a star. If you want to just check out any of his music, he's got two songs on Spotify. One song that is incredible is called No Measure, and uh, we're, we're releasing his whole uh, album soon, and this cat is going to blow up. He is so talented and gifted. It's such a pleasure to to be involved with somebody that is so talented. Yeah, Dutch sounds good. And I'd love to interview him on this podcast because I'm all about like that rising star. Like who can I help and how can I help them? But now dream projects. If I could wave my magic wand and be like, Steven, you got it. What do you want to do? Well, there's, there's two things I, that I, I'm intending to do. Well, there's actually three things. Um, I, I do. I've been sort of writing in my head and on some you know pieces of paper, a, a book that I'm eventually going to put out um, just about my life and just my life has been kind of bizarre and sort of weird. And so I want to write a book and uh, I would like to have my own small record label, uh, which I sort of have now, which I released Socrates' album on. Um, it's called S. Records, but I'd love to build that. And, uh, and I'd love to, to do more stand-up, to just go back on stage and do some stand-up. And, you know, the difference when you want to be funny and, you know, and you, you're not relying on it to make a living, it takes all the pressure away. Do you know what I mean? So it's just literally... If I go up and I make tell jokes or whatever, if people don't like it, so be it. I'm not a, I'm not afraid to fail anymore. I was so afraid to fail as as a kid and as a young adult. Now uh, I guess I'm 
quite used to it. Failure makes us resilient because who hasn't failed? And the ones who haven't failed, I think they have nervous breakdowns, but the ones who failed regularly were like, okay, I got this. It's okay. So have you been given any home run career advice that stands out to you? I don't say I've, I don't think I've given, been given any home run advice. I've been fortunate to involved and to watch other people. You know, I worked a lot with my mom, Gloria, and I learned a lot from her. She has phenomenal work ethic. And uh, we didn't always gel as, as partners because, you know, we're very different. But I picked up a lot of stuff from my mom. She's still a casting director. She's phenomenal. She's 76 years old. She's got more energy like I've never seen and uh, has no intention of slowing down. So I think just the people, I think my mom has probably been the biggest influence after all. I mean, I wouldn't have learned how to do a lot of the nuances of this job if I hadn't watched her do it. And just like everything else, you know, things develop and you create your own spin, but you always have this foundation. And I think my foundation comes from uh, my incredible mother, Gloria. Wow. High five, Gloria. I feel like we need to meet Gloria one day. Work at Mancasting? No, she uh, she has her own company and uh, she she does her own project. She casts a lot of uh, docudrama series and stuff. So so yeah, but she's she's an incredible woman, no doubt. Well, Stephen, this interview has been even more than my mind said it could be because I think what you guys do over there is so interesting. You're involved in the hip hop genre, and I love music. Very cool. Okay, so now, Stephen, maybe you could tell our listeners, how can they find you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? Okay, so on Twitter, I don't use Twitter a lot. I think I'm man casting on Twitter. On Facebook, I have a casting group. Uh, this is where I find a lot of new talent because we, we cast a lot of non-union jobs. The group is called Man Casting, but it's not the business page. It's the casting page. So you have to request to join. I put everybody in there and basically I'll post a job and the exact same breakdown that goes out to the agents, you'll be able to see and they'll tell you what I'm looking for. And all I ask is that you read the specs carefully, make sure you're available. If you do get an audition, make sure you show up. Um, and you'll basically send me a, a recent picture and contact info to my email, which will be listed on the job, but make it a normal picture. Like, honestly, I've gotten some really, this is like, if I could show you, share my email, cause I can get anywhere between like 200 to 500 emails a day, but there are certain people that like take these selfies or people taking pictures of themselves in the shower. Like, don't ask. I've seen it all. <laughs> That's so awkward, man. People wonder why I don't bring them in. It's like, I, I don't, I don't even know how to process this picture. It's 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 frightening totally yes thank you for joining us on superstar pr i hope to interview you again steven because this has been such a good chat thank you for having me on the show thank you bye thanks for tuning in to superstar pr new episodes are available every other friday and you know we would love your feedback so please rate and review us on apple podcast and be sure to subscribe to superstar pr on your favorite streaming service and visit www.nikkiinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications thank you so much for listening